0: Welcome back to our second podcast. Once again, Rosanne and I are in the same small classroom and we're going to talk to you today about the Australian people, who we actually are. So, Rosanne, hello first of all.
1: Uh, Hello, Glenn. How are you?
0: (laughs) Not too bad. (laughs) bad. Um, Today we're going to be talking about the Australian people, as I just mentioned, specifically uh, what makes up the Australian population. Certainly it's it's a very multicultural society, and I'd say that uh, in terms of multiculturalism, it's something that Australia is, is quite pr- proud about. Just in the last couple of days, uh, we've been checking out the Australian Bureau of Statistics site, and certainly that particular site has quite a lot of information about uh, about Australia. It really gives a decent profile of uh, a lot of aspects of uh, of our society. And I suppose the one that uh, really interested me interested me. I think uh, maybe because. I'm a teacher of foreign languages, I just like the idea of, of knowing uh, what percentage of the Australian population speak another language in their household. And I suppose when I saw the results, um, they weren't all that surprising to me because both Rose- Roseanne and I live in Melbourne, which is in the south, uh, the south of Australia in a state called Victoria, uh, just above Tasmania um and in in Melbourne we've got quite a large Italian and Greek community so in terms of in terms of uh, the number of Italian speakers here there's 12.4% actually in the whole of Australia not just in Melbourne 12.4% are speak Italian at home um I-
1: and for the Greek population, it's, uh, it's 9.2%. And actually, the Greek population is really um, big in Melbourne. I think it's 1.5 million, isn't
0: it? Mm, yeah. It's quite, uh, quite a significant number. Mm-hmm. And certainly in the city of Melbourne, um, like in a lot of other cities around the world, there are particular areas that... Um, supposed to have a lot of symbols or are very representative of, uh, of their home country uh, with Melbourne for example you've got um, Lygon Street so
1: yeah Lygon like Street for the Italians
0: mm. yes definitely for sure And
1: um, there is um the Greek Quarter as well in Lansdale Street.
0: Yeah, it's actually not as pronounced. I feel the the Greek Quarter as uh, as the Italian area. I suppose because Lygon Street is a very yeah, it's a very long street and there's so many pizza restaurants there. Even in even in other parts of uh, of Melbourne, there's certain areas that have a distinctive uh, Italian flavour to it. I think the Italian presence is a little bit more pronounced than the Greek. Yes, I definitely area.
1: agree with that.
0: Mm. Yes. Yeah, so I suppose also there's this other area in Melbourne which is called Footscray and I was living there for for five years and that particular area also has quite a significant uh, uh, Vietnamese population and uh, you don't live too far away from... No, I live
1: very close to Footscray and uh, yes, it's true that the Vietnamese population there is very um, evident and um, yes, and there is also... um, I think that's more recent, but now there is um, um, quite a big African community as well in Footscray.
0: Mm. Um, What African communities?
1: Um, I would say mainly Sudan and Ethiopia, Mm. uh, as well as Kenya.
0: Kenya yes because okay. certainly uh, in, in terms of uh, the, the shops that are represented there I know there's an, uh, an Ethiopian jewellery shop in uh, in Footscray and there's quite a few yeah that's uh, right African yes. cafes they are
1: especially in, on um, Irving Street and Nicholson Street yeah. if um, if you go there for a walk you'll see lots and lots of um, African people around there yeah. Yeah. and they love being outside so
0: yeah yeah, yeah. That's, um Uh, I know when I was in that particular area, I lived there for for five years. I just really liked the multicultural aspect of it. But uh, it's interesting, the place that I work at, uh, it's a secondary school for boys, and there's not a huge ethnic mix here at all. It really depends. It's a fairly affluent suburb that we work in, and uh, I just don't think that there's really that uh, big cultural mix in uh, this school. What yeah. do you think? Yes, yeah. true,
1: definitely. I definitely agree. Yes, there is, um, um, I found a big difference um, between work and, I would say, where I live, um, the side of the city where I live. Yes, the mm. diversity is much um, greater and much more obvious there.
0: Yes. Mm. Certainly, we have a number of international students here. They come from Singapore, uh, Singapore Hong Kong. Some from Malaysia also. It's not, a, it's not a huge part of the student population, but, uh, but they certainly have a presence here. Uh, I suppose in terms of population in Australia, just to give you an idea of, uh, of the number of people here, certainly Australia, as you know, is a huge, huge, huge continent, but we only have, as I read on the, on the Australian Bureau of Statistics site, site last night, that we have 20 million people here. And I think that target, or that, I suppose it wasn't a target, the 20 million people uh, number was reached a few months back. So 20, yeah, just over 20 million people. Not a lot of people for...
1: Not a lot at all, no, no. for such a huge country.
0: Mm. Compared to the world population of six, uh, 6.5 billion, uh, we're quite small in comparison, so quite a number. But I suppose in terms of uh, how we spread out, how the Australian people are spread out in, in Australia, it's, m- most of the people um, are in New South Wales and Victoria. Just in terms of numbers, once again, we've got uh, 6.8 million people living in New South Wales, most of them, of course, uh, living in Sydney. And with Victoria, we've just got over 5 million people. So certainly a lot of the people live on the coast. It's, uh, I suppose, fairly unusual to live in the centre of Australia. It's quite possible to live in the centre of Australia. There's a, a place there which is called Alice Springs. And uh, I suppose you could call it a town, not really a city. But you'd have to say most people live on the coasts. For sure.
1: And could you give us an explanation for that, Glenn?
0: The beach. <laughs> the beach, for sure. I actually live on the beach, even though it's winter at the moment. Um, impossible. Well, it's not impossible to swim, but I don't want to. Um, yeah, a lot of people find the, the attraction for the coast, and that's mm-hmm. totally un- understandable. <laughs>
1: Definitely.
0: For sure, for sure. Just one other thing to mention, uh, the Northern Territory and the Australian Capital Territory, it's interesting when you travel overseas because I think there's not many people that know that Canberra is the capital of Australia. If they had to guess, they'd go for... They would definitely
1: say Sydney or Melbourne. Mm. For sure,
0: yes. For sure. Because I suppose of the international profile of those two cities, Canberra was, was actually a compromise. Between, uh, between Melbourne and Sydney, when it came to the establishment of the capital, they found that Canberra was not halfway in between, but somewhat halfway in between the two major cities. And now it's... Uh, I suppose you could call it a city, and there's just over 300,000 people there. Mm-hmm. So...
1: Which is yes quite small for quite small,
0: a capital. Yeah. That's actually why they call it a territory because there's not enough people to to make it a state. It's the same it's the same situation with uh, the Northern Territory because uh, there's only 200,000 people there. I think mm. huge area, but
1: maybe this explains why I haven't visited Canberra yet. <laughs>
0: Hmm, It's interesting, it just depends on the person, on the the individual, because, you know, some people really like Canberra, but others find it, uh, yeah, a fairly uninteresting Mm. place, yeah.
1: Oh, let's just say I haven't had an opportunity yet to go.
0: (laughs) No opportunity? No. In five years, no opportunity.
1: Yeah, well, I'm a very busy person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of course, of course, of course. Um... I suppose when we're also talking about the Northern Territory, uh, we have, f- well, we mentioned of course the Aboriginal population as well as uh, the people that live in the Torres Strait Islands. And once again, to, to give, to to throw you another number here, there's just under half a million Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders in uh, in Australia. But it's interesting, how many Austral- uh, how many Aboriginals have you seen in your five years in Melbourne?
1: Oh, in Melbourne, not many at all.
0: Not many Or at all. maybe I mm.
1: have, have um, seen them, but um, not, it, it's sometimes it's not obvious. Mm. Not, not as obvious as if, for example, you go to the Northern Territory.
0: Because mm. 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 I, I spent a little bit of time in Alice Springs. This was a few years back. Um, and certainly you see a lot of Aboriginals there. But in Melbourne, uh, I've lived in Melbourne all my life, and... Uh, I very rarely see an Aboriginal, mm. in, main, mainly in uh, the north of Australia. So I know with the school that we work at, we have an exchange arrangement, an exchange arrangement with uh, an Aboriginal community in the Tiwi Islands in the north of Australia. But uh, it's very rare to see uh, an, an Aboriginal in Melbourne, and certainly in terms of uh, the median age of an Aboriginal. Uh, or Torres Strait Islander uh, the median age at the moment is 20.5 years uh, and for a non-Indigenous individual the median age or average age is 36.1 So
1: That's a huge difference
0: Yeah, we're looking at, at six to a 16 year difference here mm-hmm. So, any suggestions as to why there would be such a difference?
1: Um, I'm not sure Well, probably um, I know that, that um, Quite a few um, communities are quite uh, live in quite remote areas, Mm. so that could be maybe an explanation because they don't have um, the access to um, services and health are not um,
0: Mm. as easy. That's right. And in terms of Social Security, it would be available to them if, uh, you know, if they're assuming they wanted to access Social Security. I'm sure that it's there for them. But, uh, yeah, quite a significant difference mm. between median ages there. Uh, just one other thing to mention about, about uh, the migration level in Australia. Um, as we are talking before, what makes up the Australian population Uh, You know, we've of course mentioned the uh, Torres Strait Islanders as well as the Aboriginals, but there's quite a significant uh, number of people that have come from the United Kingdom. I suppose with our colonial ties to the old empire, uh, there's quite a significant number of people here from uh, the United Kingdom.
1: Uh, Yes, and uh, from New Zealand as well. I'm not sure if we've talked about New Zealand yet, I don't think so. Our
0: lovely neighbours, <laughs> the people in New Zealand. I suppose like in any any country, you have to have a rivalry with someone and definitely with Australia, it's New Zealand. Mm. Is
1: yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> why is that again?
0: Why is that? I don't think anyone has got anything particularly against a person from New Zealand. Um, in terms of their accents, it's something which is, uh, which is ridiculed. Unfairly, most probably, Mm -hmm. I I don't find it uh, (laughs) offensive in any respect. (laughs) But uh, the New Zealand uh, accent—I think that it's such a small population, also, and uh, in terms of size, in terms of its physical or geographical size, you know, Australia is far superior. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe not.
1: Mm. And what could we say? uh, What could you say about them? The Australian population, um, over the last um, decade, I would say, is it still um, mainly from the UK and New Zealand?
0: Uh, I think a lot of people from Vietnam. A lot of people from Vietnam, as we were mentioning before, in uh, certain areas in, uh, in Melbourne, there's quite a significant Vietnamese community. But I suppose in the past, as I was growing up, I never understood why you had particular clusters of, uh, of Communities you might say like in Melbourne. We have Springvale where there's quite a lot of, uh, of Chinese uh, born I- uh, immigrants and <coughs> as, Once again in, in Footscray, there's quite a lot of Vietnamese But I never understood why but I know after traveling overseas uh, It's great to meet other people but at the same time. I like the idea of familiarity and you're able to, to catch up with people, you know, that speak the same language, uh, share the same culture, that appeals to me. But how about here in Melbourne for you with with French speakers? Did you feel a need to
1: catch Not up? Not necessarily, but um, <coughs> I think that it very much depends as well the, um, on the reasons why you migrated to Australia. Like, a lot of um, people came to Australia... Um, not so much as a cho- as a choice, but because they had to leave that country for different reasons mm. and I think if you're in that case, then it 's very important to have your community around you i 'm mm. uh, not in that position. I came to Australia because because I wanted to see something different, so I chose to leave my my country I chose to leave my country, which is not um, everyone 's reason for coming to Australia, and I think that yeah. makes a big difference.
0: Hmm. Well, certainly uh, there would be that need to, to be part of a community yes. and, but at the same time try to assimilate into uh, the new community exactly
1: um. yes I think that's very important as well um, as I said um, I live near Footscray and I've seen in Footscray different um, reactions to people migrating to Australia um, in the Ethiopian community um, a lot of them came to Australia because they had to flee um, their country and some of them um, well, did think you know, I'm here, I'm in Australia so I might as well make the most of it and um, and they try to integrate and enjoy, enjoy it here as much as they can whereas others can't take this step, maybe it's still too early for them, mm. uh, even if they're physically in Australia I think in their mind, they they are still back home or they want to be back home they haven 't mm. managed yet um, to make
0: to in- integrate yes to integrate yeah, yes, yeah,
1: yeah. yes, and I found this especially with um, with um, women mm. more than with more men. Than men yes, okay. and as I said before, you know if you walk around Footscray, you will see lots of um, um, African people like sitting outside drinking coffee or just mm. you know um, just socializing but it's mainly a male population that you will see whereas the mm-hmm. women um, a lot of women still stay home and socialize but within their community mm-hmm. because back home that's not a thing that you do you don't as, as, a, as a woman you don't go outside and mm-hmm. um, you don't go to a cafe and spend time in a cafe mm-hmm. so a lot of um, I think it within this community a lot of this women haven't taken this step as this step yet. As yet. Mm.
0: Okay. Hmm. Very interesting, for sure. Okay, that's the end of our second podcast in English. Uh, just to remind you that we have a transcript of this particular conversation. You'll see it as a link in the English section of the website. So, uh, of course, you can listen to this podcast uh, as many times as you like. And if you want to improve your conversational English, uh, with this particular transcription, you'll see that there's a list of exercises as well as or, sorry, there's provision for, for two exercises. And there is also a list of vocab or vocabulary, any word that we've used in this particular conversation, which we suspect you'll have some difficulties with. We've written it down and provided a quick definition. So that's the end of today's podcast. Thanks very much for listening to us. Thank you. Take care.